Let's pray together. Father, thank you for loving us. God bless this time that we have this morning to worship you. It's in Christ. Let me pray. Amen. Go ahead and have a seat. Got to tell you, I love days when I get to baptize. Biggest thing I have to think about is not to wear a long sleeve shirt. I don't know if y'all have noticed this or not. Um, I'm vertically challenged. My sleeve is wet, and I had it rolled up. <laughs> it's kind of interesting because when we talk about the baptistry up here, um, it's it's not set up for those of us that are that are that are under, well, let's say six eight. Well, or 6'6", six, six. that's where Tiny is. Tiny is, and it's so funny because he says, well, I get up there and I kind of get on my knees and I'm able to, it's like, great, I'm up there and I'm on one foot leaning over trying to keep from falling. So it's always a great time. So how many folks enjoy TV shows? There's like five of you. Wow, good, good, good. My wife can attest to this, so, and, I, and I have a feeling that a lot of folks can probably relate in a way. There's a show that I always enjoy watching. It's called How It's Made. Has anybody seen the show How It's Made? I can say Trish almost hates that show. Because I like it. I have a tendency to, to sit down. It's like, ooh, ooh. I'll get, oh, hold on, baby. And I'll sit there and watch it. And of course, if you've got a DVR, that's great. Because like, ooh, I missed that. How'd they do that? Oh, that's cool. Trisha's sitting over there kind of looking at me like, really? How many times have you seen this one? I can see the same episode two or three times, but I get something different every time I'm watching. I'm kind of like, ooh, oh, ooh, I can do that. Or the home, rep- home improvement shows, the home repair shows, and you're sitting there going, I can do that one. Mm-hmm. May not turn out the same way, but I can do it. I can do it. I have a problem. I, I tend to want to get addicted to shows, and it starts to take up a whole lot of my time. And I'm sitting there on a Saturday morning. And it's like, okay, we've got all this stuff we have planned. And I sit down. Ooh, how it's made is on. Ooh, it's a how it's made marathon. And Trish is going, this is not going to be a good day. Where's my list? Actually, Trish has list of lists so that I know that I take care of the list in right order. So um, she'll get me on that one here in a little bit, but that's okay. Addiction. You know what an addiction is, right? I want to read a, a definition. I looked this up because it really kind of hit me. Now, this is according to dictionary.com. The state of being enslaved to a habit or a practice or something that is psychologically or physically habit-forming. And it gives some, 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 defini- some uh, examples there. But what I want you to do right now is if you would take your, take your copy of Scripture, I want you to go to Galatians we're going to start in chapter 3, starting in verse 27. Now, the students are probably going to hear this and go, they may not recognize the passage, but they're going to go, wait, 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 you spoke on this a couple of Wednesday nights ago. Yes, I did. But we were talking about one aspect of it. I want to look at a different aspect of this passage. So, if you would, join me as I start to read from chapter 3, verse 27 through um, ch- verse, four of cha- or verse 7 of chapter 4. For as many of you have been baptized into Christ, have put on Christ like a garment. There is no Jew or Greek, slave or free, male or female, for you're all in one in Christ Jesus. And if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed, 
heirs according to the promise. Now I say that as long as the heir is a child, he differs in no way from a slave. Though he is the owner of everything, instead he is under guardians and stewards until the time set by his father. In the same way, we also, when we were children, were in slavery under the elemental forces of this world. And when the time came to completion, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent his spirit in his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. Let's pray. Fathers, we look into your word this morning. I pray that you speak to our hearts. God, just open it up. Speak as only you can. Father, I pray that we would not leave this room the same as what we came this morning. That you would touch our hearts. That you would speak to us in such a way. We praise you for that. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, when you look at this passage, you're, you're, you're realizing that Paul is addressing some, some uh, Christians in Galatia. And one of the things that they were, they were dealing with was basically legalism. And they were going back to the law itself, the Jewish law, and trying to follow it and saying, well, but we're Christian, but we're doing this and we're doing this. And Paul's coming back and going, guys, 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 listen. You're no longer a slave, you're a son. You're no longer under the slavery of the law. You are a son. And you have to understand, I explained this to the students a couple weeks ago. Because scripture says a son, realize that a son has more heirship than a daughter. Because we're looking at it from Jewish culture, Jewish perspective. So a son has more heirship. The son is who receives the inheritance. And so therefore, as he is referring to us collectively as sons, that means we are all heirs together equally of everything that God has because we are sons not sons and daughters we are sons we are classified as that so that's what Paul is talking to him about and he's saying you are no longer under the slavery of the law we talked with the students about an heir with what comes with being a child of God God almighty God the creator of the universe we are his heir which is just amazing. But I want to focus on the part to where we're talking about that you are no longer a slave. It talks about that through here, about no longer slave, slave or free, male or female. But then Paul, in the very last part of this passage, says, you are no longer a slave but a son. If you look back at the, the definition that I gave you a while ago of addiction, it talks about it's a form of slavery. It's a form of slavery. Now, if I were to look at you and say, how many of you are enslaved? Children, you can't raise your hands because of your parents, okay? That's something totally different. And husbands, you can't raise your hand either, so, okay, that doesn't work. I've tried. 31 years has taught me something. Not much, but it's taught me something. How many of us would say we're enslaved? I've got about three or four people out there that are honest. Now a lot more hands are going up. (laughs) Are we enslaved? Now, the enslavement that we're talking about here, you realize this is voluntary on our part. Because as a child of the king, as a child of God, Scripture tells me I am no longer a slave 
I am a child of God. I am a son, more specifically. So why are we enslaved? What keeps us enslaved? What was that? Choice. How many folks in here actually chose to be a slave? Well, indirectly, you have. What are the things that are enslaving you? Don't call them out. <laughs> Don't call them out because we could, we could, it could get real interesting real quick. What are the things that enslave you? What does Scripture talk about are the things that could enslave us? How many good things can enslave us? Can good things enslave us? I think so. I think so that good things can enslave us because it's like, oh, I'm, I'm doing all this, I'm doing all this. When you look back at the root word of talking about slavery or being enslaved, the person that's enslaved, do you have a whole lot of choice on what you're doing when you're enslaved? Whatever is your master is what's directing your path. But if I'm no longer a slave and I'm a son of God, who should be directing my path? God should be directing my path. But how many times do we sit back and go, eh, I think I want to let this go. And good things can be slavery, can put us into slavery. Sometimes, being so busy, you're like, well, I'm just going to focus here. I'm going to do all this right here. Oh, I probably should have done that. But I'm over here. I'm wanting to do this. It's like I do sometimes on Saturday mornings. Used to be it was not the show how it's made. Used to be it was I would find a channel that actually ran the Three Stooges. With Curly. Not Shimp or Curly Joe, but actually Curly. How many folks remember Curly on the Three Stooges? Yeah, some of you are showing your age real fast. Um, I would ask how many saw it as reruns and how many saw it as original, but that would have been the 830 service. Uh, I could get lost in those and just sit and watch them and lose track of time. And everything good that I had planned went undone. Does that mean that sitting down and enjoying a TV show is a bad thing? No. But what am I putting in, in, in place of it? What am I putting in place of it? There's one thing that I like to, to, to look at the students with, and um, every so often, you'll pull these little gizmos out. I'm going to take a side note real quick. You know, it's really fun when you get to work in the media booth upstairs. By the way, if you want to come help, I can use you for, for lyrics and lights and stuff like that. It's always interesting. Every so often, we have to look over the side to, to count people and get a count. And it's really cool when you look down and, and you see these things. And you see them lit up. And you get to see what people are doing on their devices. <laughs> and I did tell my students, I said, guys, I'm, I'm very proud of y'all. And I'm going to tell this in front, of the, in front of the whole church. When I look down and I see you guys, probably 95 to 98% of you have it on your Bible. I may have been just a shot that you're not bouncing between things. Thank you to my students because you guys are focusing you're actually using scripture. You're not just taking it and saying, oh, I can pretend I'm doing this and I'm checking my email or checking Facebook. I would ask how many students, students don't do Facebook anymore. 
And they say, it's because all the old folks took it over. I don't know. My mother-in-law's in her 80s, and she's on Facebook, so maybe that's, that, that could be the case. Instagram. Of course, you guys are doing Snapchat. How many folks have Facebook? How many folks have already checked your Facebook this morning? How many folks have checked your Facebook since you've gotten to church? Got a few hands going up. I've learned not to check my Facebook. If I do something, I post something about worship service. How easy is it to sit down with this thing in your hand and you go to Facebook, you start scrolling, you're scrolling, and you look up and it's been 45 minutes. Where all of a sudden it's like, mmm, it's been an hour. Or you're going to do the ever-popular I'm just going to kind of wind myself down at night. I'll take this and look at it in bed. And before you know it, you've been scrolling for an hour and a half. Is Facebook a bad thing? Well, some folks are going to say, yeah. Especially after the last, you know, 18 months. Um, Is this device necessarily bad? I'll be transparent here with you. There are some mornings that I get up. And our oldest daughter brings our granddaughter over to our house, and we watch her Tuesday through Fridays. I'll get up early, and I'll come in, and I'll sit down, and I have this little app called Find My Friends. My kids call it Stalk My Children. Um, And I'll sit down and go, ooh, I wonder if Leanne's left the house yet. Boom. No, not yet. My Bible is laying right there. And I'll go, well, let me check something real quick. Boom. I'm scrolling, and I'm, I'm on Facebook, and I start scrolling. Bible's still saying right there. And I'm scrolling. And I, where's Leanne? Oh, hey, they're coming down. There's, wow, it's been 45 minutes. And I probably wouldn't say that I'm addicted. And you realize sometimes with addiction, it doesn't have to be a prolonged period of time. It can take up 45 minutes of my time. I should have been in the Word. It wasn't a bad thing. I saw some good stuff that people had posted. I was able to talk with some folks and reply to some things. Hopefully help them out. It wasn't a bad thing. But was it where I needed to be? Because I became enslaved to a little device with a little program. And it took my focus. Slavery takes your focus. Slavery takes your focus and redirects it to whatever is going to be the master. Rebecca, I know it's not in here, but I'm going to go over to uh, chapter 5 of Galatians, where Paul is coming up and talking, and he says, Christ has liberated us to be free. Stand firm, then, and don't submit again to the yoke of slavery. Why would we submit to the yoke of slavery? Why would we give up and say, okay, is it easier? Sometimes it's a lot easier. 
I'll put it this way. Let me ask you this question. What's your addiction? What is your addiction? It doesn't have to be a bad thing, but is it taking your focus off of Christ? Paul even goes to the point that he says, I am a bondservant. Bondservant means I am choosing to be a servant. That's almost what we're doing with some of the addictions that we have. That we are allowing that. We are choosing to give control to whatever that is. So let me ask, what is your addiction this morning? How many folks are addicted to coffee? You want to get one of those, those cups or one of those shirts that says, Don't talk to me, I've not had my first pot of coffee yet. I used to work with some folks that they would walk in the building, they'd do like this. They'd pick up their coffee, they'd start drinking and go, now we can talk. It's an addiction. We're going to say, no, I just like coffee. <laughs> no, it's an addiction. It's helping to rule what you're doing. Yes, I love my coffee. Now, let me rephrase that. I like my coffee. I can do without it. Two, three days, maybe. I could stretch it to a week. But um, what's your addiction? What is your addiction? If we're honest with ourselves, I bet we can find something to say, this is my addiction. It may be work that you're putting work above everything else with God. It could be sports. It could be school. It could be whatever. Verse 7, so you are no longer a slave but a son, and if a son, an heir through God. If we are really, truly saying that we believe that, why are we not living that? I am no longer a slave. I am no longer a slave. Are you a slave to fear? Are you a slave to sin? Are you a, are you a slave to feeling that you're inadequate? What are you a slave to? Here's the neatest thing that I have found. It says we are a son. We have the choice to break the bonds of slavery. We have the choice to break the bonds of slavery. Have you heard the old saying of what they do in all the different um, programs? You can't get help until you admit that you have a problem. You're never going to get past the problem until you admit, I got this problem, I need to get past it. Here's my goal for the week. We don't have McKinley on Mondays. But, this little device is going to stay in the bedroom on the nightstand until I'm done with my time with God. My individual sit-down time with God. I am not going to touch it. It's going to be hard. I will get my coffee. <laughs> Me and Jesus and coffee. That's a good, that's a, that's, that's a good, a good pairing there, you know. Me and Jesus and coffee. I know pairing, but that's my goal. I have to start it tomorrow. I can't start it right now. I'm partway through my day. 
because I have this routine that I go through. And I make, that, I make that commitment to you guys so that you hear it. And if you see me, look at me and say, how have you done? Have you left the phone in the bedroom while you finish your time alone with God? And then you can go get the phone. I give you permission to ask me that. That's my goal. I want to start there and say, okay. Because some days it's easy. I can come in, I can sit down, sit down, I go through scripture and I'm reading, I'm studying and God's speaking and it's just wonderful. There's other times I sit down because the thing's right in front of my face. Here's the second one I'm putting down. Somebody asked me why I preach from an iPad. Primary reason is because over in the Edge building on Sunday morning or on Wednesday nights, it's usually warm on stage. Have you ever seen a fan when it starts to blow your pages and you walk back over and go, oh, wait, we're not in Jeremiah. Where, where were we? That's the reason I use my iPad. And I've got my Bible on my iPad. iPad has to stay put away as well. I can get to things on here. This is what I want to become enslaved to. Finding out more about my heavenly father because it says in scripture, I am no longer a slave. I am a son. I want to get to know my father. I want to get to know everything about him because I will inherit what he has. And I need to know him. I need to know him. But by getting to know him, then I have the opportunity to be able to share that with other people to walk up and say... Let me tell you about Jesus. Can I tell you about Jesus? And if I start to read this and live this and create that relationship even deeper with my Heavenly Father, sometimes I won't even have to say a word. People are going to know. There are people that knew my father. My father's been, been gone this coming May will be 30 years ago that I lost my dad. I still have people that knew my dad that walk up and look at me and go, you are so much like your father. I'm like, it's been 30 years. How do you say I'm so much like my father? Trish has done that a few times. She'll, she'll look at me and go, you're just like your daddy. I'm hoping that's a good thing. I want people to be able to say that because... I'm a son of God. I'm an heir. I am a son. I'm no longer a slave. I am an heir to God. I want people to look at me and go, you are so much like your father. Thank you. Thank you. But to do that, I have to get to know him. To do that, I have to take some of these addictions that are in my life. And it may not be that I'm addicted to drugs. Unless you want to say caffeine. I, whatever it is that is enslaving you, that is keeping your focus from where it needs to be. So I ask you, what is your addiction? What is your addiction? What is it that's keeping you from focusing 100% on where you need to focus with God? Some people are sitting there going, mm-hmm, wish he hadn't said that because now it's stuck in my head. Wasn't me, that was God saying, here's what you need to work on.
There may be somebody sitting here this morning that's going to look and go, I'm not addicted to anything. In fact, I don't even realize, really totally comprehend what you're talking about with Jesus. How can you be a son of God? Well, guess what? Today is the day that you can make, make that change. That you can stop and say, hey, I want to find out about this. Come and ask. Come and ask. There is enough folks in here. And I'm going to put most of the band on spotlight for this one. You come up and ask anybody on this stage that's playing about how to do that, they'll be able to sit down with you and talk to you about how do you place your faith and trust in Jesus. Talk to me. Talk to Lash. Please come ask us. If that's something you're going, I don't totally understand this. Come and ask. Please, please, please come and ask. Maybe you're at a point that you're saying, you know, I think that's something I probably should have done. Or maybe it's something that you have done. And you're just like Preston was when he said, I've placed my faith and trust in Jesus a while back. I just, I need to be baptized. Not that baptism saves you, but it is that marker. It is that outward expression of saying, I have placed my faith and trust in Jesus. I have buried my old life and I have a new life because guess what? I am no longer a slave. I am an heir. I am a son of God. And you want to proclaim that. If you want to do that, if that's something you want to go about doing, come talk to us. Be more than happy to, to help you work through that. But what is the addiction? What is holding you back? And I promise you this, as you, as you tackle one, God's going to reveal another one. And God's going to reveal another one. I really didn't want him to reveal this one to me. He did. I've told the students this before. So many times when God puts something in my heart to, to, to speak on, I have to deal with it too. Usually it's not something, hey, this will be good for the congregation. It's, hey, this is something that's good for you that the congregation probably needs to hear also. And so I sit down and I process through it and I work through it and go, okay, God. Okay. So where are you at this morning? What is the thing that's holding you back? As an heir, as a son of God, what is holding us back? Will you pray with me? The band's going to start making their way up here. Like I said a while ago, if you are at a point of saying, I need to place my faith and trust in Jesus, I don't understand it. Here in a minute, Lash will be down here in the front. If you have questions, come talk to him. If you want to catch us afterwards, please do that. If it's baptism, maybe you're at a point that you've been visiting at this church for the longest time, and now you just need to say, you know what, this is where God wants us to be. You want this to be your church. Come talk to us. We're not going to embarrass you. We'll celebrate. Father, as we come to you right now, I pray for the folks that are in this room. God, as we all have things that are, we're dealing with, help us to realize what it is. What is the addiction? What is keeping us from focusing on you? God, I thank you that you've revealed part of that to me. And God, that you love me enough that you're going to continue to pursue that relationship with me. God, we love you. 
It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Would you stand and worship with us?